for those of you who are new, welcome. My name is Mark. I have the pleasure and privilege of serving as a senior pastor here. And uh, looking forward to Newcomers Lunch. Steph and I, my wife and the kids will be there on Sunday. So come along if you, if you have joined us in the past six to eight months, even a year, because we haven't really been in the building. Then why don't you come along, join us after the service, have some lunch, and uh, it'll be great to meet you. Well, uh, as uh, Richard and Jenna said earlier, and they're looking at the moment on all those wonderful online comments, the testimonies of Facebook as well. <laughs> You're on Facebook, are you? Right, okay, we'll have a chat later. Uh, <laughs> all the testimonies I've seen are already coming through, which is wonderful. And, you know, it's just so great to take a pause and just to celebrate what God has been doing in us and through us as a church family. So before we do that, let me just provide a bit of a recap. Um, Over the past few weeks, we have been looking at this very cool word, which has become the word of the year, the liminal. Yeah, whoop, thank you very much. And uh, as we have all discovered, and I say all because when I asked if anyone knew what that word was, only one person put their hand up. And uh, we've been discovering that the liminal is that place of a threshold, the, the transition between the old and the new, the place that we can often find ourselves in, that place of tension where we leave the comfort and the security of what we had known and the routine and the, and the security that brings and getting ready to embark on something brand new and the feeling maybe of apprehension that comes upon us when we realise we're about to step into that. And so we've been exploring that place and saying, you know, this is actually a good place to be. Why? Because God does some deep work in us to get us ready for the new. And I said at the start that this is the year where, as a church, corporately, we are exiting the liminal. But what I've been so blessed to hear, the stories from all of you of just seeing how it's so resonated with your individual lives and how it's given you language to process what God has been doing in you and through you these past couple of years, and just hearing such wonderful stories, uh, which we will hear, no doubt, later as well from you all. Let me just quickly um, look at Isaiah 48. We've been looking at this every, uh, not 48, 43, I do that every week. Um, For 18 to 19, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. This is the prophet Isaiah speaking to the people of Israel as they were uh, in exile. Behold, I am doing a Well done. Now it springs forth, do you not? Wow, I like this. I might do this every week. I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the... Well done, top marks. Give yourself an applause. You get a gold star. Um, But that's what God is saying in this season. It's not saying, hey, you know what, actually? That stuff before was rubbish. Don't worry about it anymore. No, God is saying, listen... Don't live your lives in the old all the time because I'm about to do something brand new. God is saying, listen, I can make a way where it seems like there's gonna be no way. You look at that wilderness, I'll make a way. You look at that desert, I'm gonna make a way. And let me tell you that this is the year where we see it come. Do you not perceive it? And so, I got an amen there, thank you. So exciting that we're moving into that. And as I said, as way of a recap, let me just look at the eight things that God does in the liminal. Number one, he sifts and he gathers. You know, if you're here this morning, you are not here by accident. And if you're online, you are not here by accident. God always gathers those for a reason and for a season. Number two, he exposes our fears. When we get into the liminal, when we don't have the security and the structure that we once had, when things feel different, then the fears come up, don't they? Who knows that to be true? But it's in that place that God is able to deal with the fears that come up. 
Number three, in the liminal, God reveals our need for him and our dependence on him. Our need for him and our dependence on him. Who knows that there is a a propensity or a tendency in us as humans to try and be independent of God. And so God sometimes, by his grace, by his grace and his mercy, allows us in the liminal to have a revelation of our need for him. Number four, he therefore draws us to himself. He woos us by his love. He doesn't call us and bat us over the head with a mallet called condemnation and guilt. He woos us by his love. Number five, in that place of response, he repoints and refocuses us to get us ready to exit the liminal. And it's in that place that we repent. That is a good word, repent. Repent means that we turn our head away from that which is not of God and walk in the direction that he has for us. Repentance is an action word. It means walking in the best that he has for us. Number six, and in response, therefore, we surrender. An opportunity to surrender all to thee. There is a great hymn, I'm not gonna sing it, do not worry, that says, I surrender all to thee. And it is that place of freedom when we get to surrender. Number seven, In that place of surrender, we pick up our cross. There is a period of dying to ourselves. What does that mean? The stuff that is contrary to God, our desires that are not from him, that sin nature, all of those things, we die to ourselves in order that we may walk in the new life that Christ has given us. That's what that means. And it is an exciting place. And lastly, we are therefore filled with hope as new life is birthed in us. There's a lot there, isn't there? There is a lot there. And can I just say a couple of comments? This is not an exhaustive list. God does other things in the liminal. Equally, this is not always sequential in this way. Don't worry if you skip steps three and four. That does not mean God's missed you, no. Sometimes you just get to a place of surrender and that's all that God wants to do in you. But as I said, these eight things and I have had those conversations give us a way in which we can process and understand how God works in us and how we respond to that. And so what we're going to do this morning is we're going to have an opportunity for you here in the room and you online to say, you know what? Yeah, this is what God has done in the liminal space. Now, why do we bring testimony? Let me just give you three good reasons why we bring testimony. Number one, it brings glory to Jesus. It brings glory to Jesus. I have a tendency in my own life to try and make myself look good. (gasps) Yeah, it's true. Look what I did. Man, I'm pretty impressive. Look at that. And God's like, really, Mark? Really? You see, testimony gives us an opportunity to say, look what God did in me and through me. Brings glory to him. And that's why we want to do that this morning. Bring glory to him. Number two, why else do we bring testimony? It declares who Jesus is. You know, we're to make Christ known, are we not? That doesn't mean that you need a theological degree before you can tell anybody about Jesus. Actually, the best thing to do is to tell people your story about how God has moved in your life. And that's what testimony is. The most powerful conversations I've had with people about Jesus has not been around the theological points or the doctrine of this, that, and the other. Good though they are, and I'm not minimizing that, But where there's been real power is when I've said, you know what? This is what God's done in my life. Really? Yeah. You mean there's this guy called Jesus actually works today? He's not just a historical figure? Yes, correct. 
And so part of this is, hey, let's practice together. We're, it's a safe place. Let's tell our stories. And that gives you encouragement and courage to go tell it to the world in this coming week. And lastly, it builds faith in Jesus when we hear what God is doing, doesn't it? We often say, don't we, God's faithfulness in the past gives us faith for the future. I mean, that song we just sang, all your promises are yes and amen. As we recount what God has done, that builds our faith for the future. And so it is not a surprise, it shouldn't be a surprise, nor is it an accident that before we embark on the new, that God is reminding us of what he's done thus far. And you read the story of the Israelites, there were specific moments where God said, right, go build an altar or go celebrate what I've done. And he says, go tell each generation the great deeds that I have done. Why? Because it gives them faith for what's next. And so part of this morning is about building our faith as a church family to say, you know what? God is on the move. God is doing something. God is with me in this place. Okay, so we all on the same page? Wonderful. Before I start inviting you up, and in fact, what I'm going to do in a moment is um, Rich and Jenna are going to kind of lead this piece. I recently have been talking to a couple who have had, who have a wonderful testimony of what God has been doing in the liminal space. And I thought it would be a lovely way to kick off the testimony time by inviting them up and asking them some questions about that. So without further ado, can we welcome up Mark and Lucinda Coy? There they are. Give them a hand. Richard, can I grab that mic? Thank you. Come on up, guys. Great to see you. You okay? I'm going to hand you this. Now, if you just stand back a bit, Mark, so these guys can see you as well. Now, you guys, you guys recognise this wonderful couple, right? Yeah. Mark, you are oftentimes here leading worship with the adult service. Lucinda, you oftentimes are leading worship in Ventureland. And in fact, you guys have just been in Village leading worship. Is that correct? Yes, you have. Lucinda has. <laughs> now, worship is clearly a big part of your lives, isn't it? Tell us a little bit about that. So Lucinda's been roadster for for about for, for the Rise Ministry for about two years, mm -hmm. and uh, for Ventureland I think about eight months thereabouts. Yeah, and and I've been on the team for about twelve years. Yeah. That's amazing. And worship is a big part of your life, isn't it, Lucinda? Massively. Um, it's part of our whole family dynamic. I yep. always have worship music on the background, especially when I have uh, non-Christian friends <clears> come <throat> over. Like, oh, listen to this. But um, <laughs> secret evangelism. But no, it's just such a, it's an integral part of our lives. We worship every morning. We dance our sillies out. We worship in the dance good Dance our sillies out. Yeah. That's a great phrase. I have young children. Dance our yeah. sillies. Um, yeah, we have young children. And um, it's just, it's integral. We praise through the dark times and we praise in the good times we can't help but praise our whole life yeah. is praise and that yeah. comes and we're so thankful that we can be involved in worship because yeah. it's such a gift it really is a gift and you guys are a blessing to so many as you guys lead worship in those different areas but you know worship has taken a bit of a different turn for you guys with a bit of songwriting do you want to tell us what's been going on there yeah, yeah. so about about a year ago um Lucinda was just worshiping in 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 our in one of the rooms mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I just heard hysterical laughter. From Lucinda? From Lucinda. Wow. So I went in, and I couldn't get a word out of her for a couple of minutes. <laughs> nice. And then she said, um, she basically, she had a, uh, an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Wow. And the Holy Spirit had told her that it was related to, to worship. Mm -hmm. And I just went, yeah, whatever, <laughs> fine, whatever. 
And <laughs> over, over, over those next few months, um, she started getting little snippets, <clears throat> snippets of, you know, a couple of lines here, a couple of, uh, you know, lines of, 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 of lyrics here and there. Yeah. And she pieced bits together, but nothing really came of it. Right. And then I think it was probably in the autumn that um, she was out for a walk and she, came, she had a vision. She came back laughing, again laughing. Wow. And then she told me, and I couldn't stop laughing. because Wow, contagious was. laughing. No, it's because of how no. ridiculous Oh, right, okay. <laughs> I over-spiritualized it, silly me. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, and so again, I just went, yeah, right, whatever. Yeah. Um, but then she'd gone to, an, was it Rise? Rise. Went to Rise, and someone who she hadn't told about told any of this to had given her a word which related to rather than worship songwriting right um and yeah and then we kind of started to take notice wow i love that so you know i love how god moves he kind of speaks to us both in ourselves and confirms it with other people which is just so wonderful and then recently fast forward to we've been in the liminal space series what started happening lucinda uh, during this time of the liminal? Well, um, after we sort of, Mark and I both agreed, something is happening here. I think we need <clears> to acknowledge what God is saying. Mark had a picture as well, um, all related to it. So we thought, okay, let's just get a microphone. Let's get something to record whatever God's doing. Um, and so we were recording over Christmas and we recorded some really naff songs, you know. We'd never done this before. We're not songwriters. We've not been musically trained. Um, and then almost as soon as Mark said the word liminal, something in my head exploded. And that night I came down after that first sermon, I just kept rereading Psalm 133, um, Isaiah 43, Isaiah 48. And it just came, this joyful sound came out. And we mm. recorded it that night, no, the next <laughs> night. And, um, and then the next week, this other song came, um, was just about waiting on God. And you came down in the morning, you made me laugh. You were like, you can't sing, sing the word liminal in a song. <laughs> no one will know what it. you mean. It's so awesome. then I put about five words that mean the same thing as liminal in front of it. So hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. just been incredible. And, and um, <clears throat> I guess our... We didn't really know what was happening. We didn't know what to do with it. And I think that's the thing that's quite scary. You know, when God does something, you don't... Sometimes I just don't know what to do with it. What do you do? Mm. Um, and so we sent it to you, and you were extremely encouraging. So thank you. Um, and I guess I just pray. My prayer is that we can just... Oh, I don't know, just be obedient to what God is doing and that we can just wait on him and draw closer to him in this liminal season and as we're coming out of this liminal season mm. because these songs are not perfect. I mean, we only got the recording equipment, you know, Christmas and now it's January and we've got a couple of songs. But um, so, you know, it's not Mozart. But it is, um, it's just in that obedient space, mm. I think. And God seems to be doing something <clears throat> with it. So I just hope that it blesses um, whoever hears it. I just love that for so many reasons. But, you know, I mean, I found out, because, of course, you emailed me, but then I get WhatsApps from people. It's gone viral, essentially. I mean, Rise, they asked you to sing it at Rise, and it has blessed so many people. And what I love about this is that, you know, you're being, to your point, obedient to God's calling. And, you know, I'm reminded of Isabel Allen. You know, she spoke a prophetic word over us as a church. She said, open the gates and let the horses run. And, you know, and our value as a vineyard church and as a vineyard movement has always been everyone gets to play. You know, and I think you just model that so beautifully. And, I'll, and to encourage you all, you know, church is about all of us. 
It's not about the guy or the girl at the front of the stage. It's that we, everyone gets to play in this. And there are, this is a season of new giftings, new beginnings. And so have the courage to just do what these guys did and say, you know what, let's go for this. Once you get rid of all the laughter, no chance, move into that place. So who would like a sneak peek of one of their songs? <laughs> so thank you for agreeing to... because. To, to allow us to play a sneak peek. It's actually on our website. A couple of their songs. I think you're in the middle of writing a third. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, if you go to the Vineyard Church at Coding UK forward slash talks, you'll find the links to these two songs. But <clears throat> this is the second song you wrote. Do you want to just explain, the, to give us a title and, and what, it's, what it's been about? It's just about waiting. Um, and some of, some of you know, this, this basically since September, our whole family's been ill, on and off. Nothing serious, but, well, a little bit, but we've been quite ill. And it's just um, sometimes when you're so frustrated, but you can't say anything, can't do anything, but you know God's doing things, but you can't see it yet. So it's just, um, so when you said the word liminal, it's like we're just waiting, God. We know you're going to do something, and we know that you are doing things in the unseen. So we're just here in this place waiting, um, just in that, it's that strange balance of knowing you're doing all these things we can't see, but waiting to see it. Mm. And it's just that gap in between. Yeah, wonderful. I love that. Well, we've got a clip. It's about a minute and 20 seconds. We're going to listen to that. Can we give these guys a hand? I want to pray a blessing on you guys. And thank you for being, listen, it's a vulnerable thing to share what God's given you. It's a vulnerable thing to share this. So thank you for that and bless you guys. Let's just extend a hand to these guys and let's just pray. Lord, I want to thank you for Mark and Lucinda, Lord. Thank you for their obedience to you and to the new thing that you're doing in their lives, Lord. I just pray your peace upon them, your blessing and your protection upon them, Lord, I pray. I ask this in your precious name. Amen. Bless you guys. All right, well, let's play. I will wait. What do you reckon, hey? That was just beautiful. Thank you, Mark and Lucinda. Given that they just got some equipment recently and just went for it, I think that was just absolutely fantastic. That's such a blessing. As I said, you can download those two songs on our website. Well, 
with that, we're going to transition. Why don't you guys come up? Uh, we're going to have a time of testimony. I'm going to hand over to you guys to lead this bit. Great. Over to you. Thank you very much. Wonderful. Do you lace up as well? Yeah, my lace is all done. We'll Thank have to you. pray for healing, and then that'll be a whole other testimony. Okay, so, I mean, first of all, congratulations, guys. That was just beautiful. I love stepping out. But, uh, you know, we share testimonies, as Mark said, uh, really to give God the glory. So why don't you, wherever you are, if you've got something you want to share, big or small, why don't you just come and join us up the front? I'll ask you to stand up here, and then we'll just invite you up and give you a moment to share. But someone's going to have to be brave and stand up and come first. Oh, Rebs, well done. Yay! And Give the rest. Applause. <laughs> Come on and up. others will follow. They will. There we go. They're coming. Here you go. Okay, so I've got two things to be thankful for during this last two years the liminal space. Um, as I went into furlough, I was completely frightened of being on my own because um, I live in a flat on my own and I was single and there was nothing going on. And I was like, what's going to happen? And I was really scared. But basically, God just completely came into my heart and just made me feel secure and I do a lot with beaver scouts anyway as some people will all know I've been at it for 13 years now so it's a long time but it gave me the time to focus on the kids and we basically kept it going every week on zoom even through the holidays because I had so much feedback from parents saying it was something normal for them to do and they really loved doing it so we kept them going and and they got loads of great badges so that was really exciting so that's one and the second one it was um, on the beginning of that year 2020 I've been praying at this prayer, which is about um, a godly husband. And as it turned out, the person that I ended up meeting was doing the same thing at the same time. So that was really weird. So we went through the year. Obviously, I was doing all my beavers. And then in November of 2020, we met through an online dating site in the middle of lockdown, which was interesting. And not only is he a godly, lovely, amazing man, he's also a scout leader. And we're getting married <laughs> in May this year. Amazing. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And you're getting married when? May. Is it May this May. year? Yeah. So cool. That's Thank so you, cool. God. Absolutely amazing. Um, right, come up. Morning. My name's Candice. Um, this is not my own personal testimony. It's that of a friend, but she's given me full permission to, um, <laughs> to, to share it with you guys. Um, it's actually my best friend in South Africa. She, who, she's got a daughter. She's 21, Holly. Um, and she was born really prim, weighed in at 800 grams. Um, and sort of because of complications, she had cerebral palsy. Um, she was deaf and partial, well, partially blind. Her eyesight was really, really bad. So um, she had really strong prescription glasses. Mom really brought her up just like an absolutely normal child. And over the past couple of years, um, her eyesight has just really deteriorated really badly. And the doctors basically said she's almost legally blind. Um, so to give you an idea, she, her, one eye, her eyesight in the one eye was minus 16, and the other one was minus 12 and a half. Went to doctors, did quite a lot of tests. A lot of the doctors just said they couldn't, couldn't really do much with her. She can't sit still for testing and stuff, which is really difficult as well. So they pretty much just... Um, pushed her aside and then Nikki was uh, recommended a, a, a certain doctor quite young and she said you know I've got no cho choice I'm going to go and try he had a look he said I can do something for her and um, he said look it might not be um, perfect he says but I can definitely improve our eyesight probably about 50% um, but he said unfortunately her short term vision probably about 50, 50 half a meter to a meter would probably be gone 
And there was a big concern for her, just making coffee, the little day-to-day -day things that she wouldn't so be able to do. What yeah. happened? You've got to tell us. Oh, Wait. <laughs> said, she said, would you do it? He said, if it's my child, yes, because right now her quality yeah. of life is not great. Went, had the operation. She, um, after the operation, she had these clear patches on. Nikki was in the room. And um, Holly op woke up, opened her eyes, and she saw her mom. And she said, mom. I can see your face. Wow. And um, and she was at the end of the bed. And Nikki started holding her fingers. She could see everything. She had a juice, gave her the juice. And she said, Holly, which is right here. She said, what juice are you drinking? She said, apple juice. Doctor said, um, we're better than expected. Probably 90% better than what Gosh. it was. Um, she's not wearing any glasses. That's amazing. So it's an absolute, yeah. absolute miracle. So, um and if that wasn't enough, Nikki lost her brother seven years before that due to lung cancer. They were an exceptionally close family. And um, Nikki was so angry at God, walked away from God completely. And this whole experience, this miracle has brought her back to God. Wow. And um, it restored her faith. That's so, wonderful. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, wow. that's beautiful. Now, I'm loving this queue for me. By all means, come and join it as well. Come. What we're going to do is we're going to just get the, uh, the, the absolute testimony out, what God's doing, and especially in this liminal space as well. Both of those testimonies were in that waiting space. God, are you doing something? Are you moving? And both of those absolute miraculous and wonderful answers. That's it, so come Charlotte. On Hi. <laughs> Hi, so I'm a bit nervous. But um, I was maybe a member of this church eight years ago. And I'd just become a Christian. I worked at a Christian camp, was kind of like, oh my goodness, what is this? And then by the end of it, became a Christian, came back here, got baptized at this church, and then um, got pregnant. And I was 24, I didn't expect to get pregnant, and um, we weren't married. And then we weren't sure what we were going to do. We didn't, my husband wasn't sure if we wanted to keep the baby and all this kind of stuff. We would pray for the first time together when we came to this church, we're getting emotional, in the morning. And, um, the whole service was for us. It felt like it was like, you might not know where you're going, but God has a vision for your life. Just take the next step, take the next step. And we kept, obviously kept our daughter and we went on and got married like in Bermuda. We had a godly, um, we, was, we booked a holiday anyway. And then it, it just happened to be, and it was incredible. God found us the right house. We we're about to give up. He's like, we're going to get praised out. My husband prayed. We found this amazing flat in London. We got married. We now have another son. And so it all worked out. So I'm so grateful for God. I'm so grateful for Jesus. I'm so grateful for this church because, you know, that was the start of the journey. And then, um, so we now have two children. We then went traveling for a year around Asia. We then lived for a year in Vietnam. I was teaching. And, it, you know, the whole thing about, like, stretching your tent pegs, being really uncomfortable, was so uncomfortable. And now we're living in Turkey. We thought, God wants us to be there. We're going to go to Turkey. We're going to go there for three months. And we've been there a year and a half now. I feel very uncomfortable. I'd much rather come home. Whenever I ask God, like, where are we supposed to be? It's like Turkey. We found an amazing church there who's run by um, Christian missionaries. And they're doing so much work. It's, it's, there's an old, like, Greek Orthodox church. It's got one wall of it that we use as our church. And then there's, like, a hidden church that have hidden with, like, hotels. So from the outside, you would not know. There's this massive a huge church hidden behind these walls. They're hoping to buy that, but we've got part of it. They've just managed to get citizenship because they're throwing out Christians everywhere, all over church, throwing out pastors. So they've got citizenship, so they now cannot be thrown out because they've built the, bought the church building. We've just got the building underneath, so hoping to make that a 
cafe and just it's right in the middle of Fetier. It's incredible. So I just hope can everyone just pray that it all works out. And thank you so much. Sorry. Well, no, no, exactly that. Let's just pray. Let's just lift a hand. We'll do this a few times. Father, we want to say thank you so much. Um, What a redemption of a family. What a redemption of of lives, Mm. both Lilla and these guys. And what a wonderful celebration of marriage. And Father, I thank you that out of that has become so much riches and so much more to come. And I just thank you that there will be lives and souls that will be redeemed through these guys and their obedience and trust in you and indeed your faithfulness. So bless them with that church. Bless them with those relationships. Bless them with those friendships and indeed bless all those people that are going to come to know you through these guys. We thank you for them. In your name, Jesus. Amen. 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 Amazing. We'll do one from online. Yeah, so before so we've come also up, got Fiona, online going as well. Yeah, there's a few coming through from online, so I'm going to read those out. So V Brown has shared this. So she wasn't happy. Um, I'll read it from her. So I wasn't happy in my teaching role for a little while. Felt like there was a lack of support from management and lots of kind of undiagnosed special needs behaviour issues going on. Um, I've been there a long time, about 11 years, and was really struggling with anxiety. Um and it was a very low time for me. I got signed off with stress. Anyway, I handed my notice in. I leave at Easter. Thank you for your prayers and words of encouragement. I was in bits last week when people laid hands on me. I'm now feeling more positive. I felt prompted to apply for a special needs teaching school role. I viewed it last week. Um, and I'm just keeping faith that this is my path to keep praying for me. Oh, wow. Bless you, V Brown. Thank you for Amazing. sharing that. So cool. Okay, Fiona. Fiona. Come on up. Oh, <laughs> you're preaching. Sorry, Sorry I've, I've got notes of five pages long, so I'm going to have to do an abridged version. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Okay, I'll try and pick out the key bits. Okay, hi, I'm Fiona. Um, I've got a testimony of emotional healing that I wanted to share today. Um, for those who don't know, know me, uh, I joined this church about eight years ago and came to faith as a result of attending a fantastic Alpha course, which was run by this lady standing next to me. Um, so since then, I've been on a journey through good and very difficult times like most people. Um, I suffer from mental ill health and I've had regular episodes of depression and anxiety since my mid-20s, um, which of course isn't very long ago. Um, so yeah fast forward to the beginning of 2021 when things were going really well for me overall then um, for various reasons I experienced another really debilitating episode which lasted five months Um, I'd really hit rock bottom uh, lost all hope in all areas of my life and saw absolutely no light at the end of the tunnel however hard I tried to find it and here's the testimony at the end of October last year the darkness lifted and I began to see small chinks of light breaking through, breaking through, and the light got gradually brighter and brighter. God had brought me out of this terrible time. He'd put people around me, my closest family and friends, a therapist, people who were just there for me when I was incapable of giving anything back. I realized sometimes all you can actually do is cling on. Other people prayed for me. I could hardly pray myself. But I also have an amazing connect group, Thank you, Annie and Peter, who supported and prayed for me. God has put and continues to put people around me who encourage, support and love me. And he provided this through my church, through this church. Uh, And I joined a creative online art group. Sorry, I'm only on page two, but I'll I'll, (laughs) I'll try and pick out the key bits. Um, Christian friends I've made here, old friends and new friends, and people on the prayer team who prayed for me. 
uh, including online. God has really strengthened me during this time of pain. Um, I, I was really angry at God as I couldn't understand why I was going through all this yet again. I thought I'd done lots of work on myself. I'd had counseling. I'd, I'd done courses here, reading the Bible, and, and it happened again. So I was really frustrated that things just didn't shift. Uh, but I just had to hold on. Five months is a long time when you're um, feeling really rock bottom. So God has also spoken to me. Why I want to share this today is because he's spoken to me about not hiding and not isolating ourselves. The enemy wants us to be alone. Um, but we really, really need each other, especially during these times. So he's speaking to me now about finding joy in the simple things of life. And he wants, to, he wants me to experience his abundance in all things, big and small. So I'm enjoying life again, enjoying the beauty of God's creation, people around me, friendships are deepening. Um, God's speaking to me a lot. So I just want to say, um, sorry, I'll just skip through that bit. Um, oh, yes, and this is, this is important as well. Um, I've also recently started a relationship. Again, Christian dating website. <laughs> so, um, and he's here today. Uh, so, yeah, after four years of being single, um, he's also a Christian, and it's going very well, and I thank God for him today. Sorry, sorry, just one more thing, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll just be very quick. So, I, I just think God really wants to use me today to speak to people who are also in the depths of darkness. Um, if there's people here that, that have no hope at the moment or just think that there's just absolutely no hope, nothing's going to change, um, that was me. And, and now I'm standing here to say that um, there is hope. And, and, and don't hide any mental health difficulties. There's still a lot of stigma in society. So I just really want to say come for prayer and don't isolate yourselves. Thank you. You know, from the moment you started talking, I could just sense the Holy Spirit all over you. You were just filled with it, and I could just tell that everything was going to emanate out of you. So I was about to say, but you've already got there. After the service, would you go to our right, your, uh, everyone else is left. Um, and if any of what Fiona has just resonated, has said, has just resonated with you, come and just have a, just pray a blessing over you. Because I do think, I do feel the Holy Spirit just flowing out of what he's done in you. And, uh, and I just think that's going to be contagious, that breaking of fear, breaking of, um, of worry. Um, and I just feel like you're, you're anointed this morning just to break that off of people. So uh, come and grab her after the service, my right, your left, and receive that. And also, what is this Christian website dating that you guys are using? <laughs> Um, just in case anyone else, I'm, I'm married, I'm okay. But what, what, <laughs> maybe go and find these guys afterwards as well if you need it. No, 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 grab them afterwards. Uh, we, should, we should find out and then uh, get some sponsorship deal going on. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, don't bless you guys. <laughs> yeah, thank well, you, Fiona. Thank you, Fiona. Thank you. Hello. Glory. Hey. Great to see you, man. I'm very well. Good, good, good morning, church. Um, yeah, thank, thanks, Richard. Um, can, can, I, can I read a verse of Scripture? Excellent. That would really probably help me a great deal, and hopefully a few others. Um, this series on the liminal space has really, really captured my experience over the last three years. Um, you can, actually. Uh, that probably will help me a bit. Okay, I want to read from um, Isaiah 43, um, verse 1. Just take off these glasses. 
wrong kind for near reading. It says, but now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by, by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba, in your place. I think that really sums it up, and that helps me keep this short. In 2019, I got kicked out of a business partnership that I spent the last previous 10 years building. I was kicked out with no income, in a very, very dark place for me as a family and, and my family. It was really, really challenging. Wasn't really sure what was, what was going to happen. Not a great deal of space to really think uh, about what to do. Um, but over the last three years, God has really helped me. Gone through all sorts of depths um, at some point had to go into counseling um, because I really couldn't understand the betrayal um, from, from my partners. And, and, and I'm really not someone with a, with, with a previous sense of the helpfulness of counseling. And I really, really encourage people to, to do that now. But when I realized that I started reacting wrongly to my children, maybe taking out the stress that I was facing on them, I really realized that I needed help. Uh, and so... So, so did that. It's been a period where my faith has been tested. Um, I went through a crisis of faith, asking God why, after doing everything that I knew to do, whether it was praying, whether it was fasting, whether it was forgiving and all these different things, things weren't just working out. And I guess the key story that I wanted to give is that even though I went through the waters, the waters did not overcome me. Even though I went through the fires and I'm still in it, I don't look like what I'm going through. And that is really because of the faithfulness of God in the liminal space. You know, I'm going to end, end, end here, but, you know, I can't really say this story without talking about the impact of my connect group in this process. Uh, just this month, um, this whole thing has gone into a very, very uh, corrosive litigation process where, um, you know, uh, lawyers have done very, very well out of us, I'm, I must say. It's made me think that I probably should, should, should have been a lawyer myself. <laughs> but we had, a, we, had a court, we had a court case, we went through a process of a settlement, and we're talking about fairly large sums of money. And my ex-business partner, dis despite compromising millions, right, in assets that, you know, I, I gave up through this process, after the settlement, still wanted to come back for more. Um, you know, put up um, another, you know, two other cases, one of which was a breach of contract, some of which had grounds. And, you know, I remember speaking to our Connect group and, 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 and one of the members, I, I, I won't say his name, but probably, you know, a lot of people know him, said, it seemed as if you have to do battle. Remember I said, I went through a process of praying and fasting and nothing was working but I realized that I had to go back to those same old spiritual disciplines. And in an amazing way, right, God just answered our prayers 
and dismiss the case. Just wanted to speak of God's faithfulness. And also to, to encourage everyone that, you know, sometimes the challenges that we face is part of a process of sifting and gathering, as you said. Uh, and I can speak, uh, and I can uh, talk about how this message has resonated with me because the whole, you know, uh, one to five, one to eight process, I think I've done one to five. Um, I, I think I need to do six and seven. Uh, and I'm hoping to get to eight. Uh, do you know, uh, Gory, you've been an inspiration for many of us in this church over many years. And so thank you so much for that vulnerability. You know, just because uh, you walk with God, you hear from God, you, you get excited and you share these amazing things with God doesn't mean that it's not always, um, there, there's no challenges. So thank you for being honest. And I love the hope that you bring in that. So brilliant. Okay. Hi, everybody. My name is Joy, and this is my first time at this church. So... <laughs> Exactly. So I'm, I'm kind of like, what are you doing on this stage? Exactly. So sharing lots of joy with all of you by God's grace. So I'll try and be as quick as I can, but it just seems so wild that I'm here on the day you're talking about the liminal, which I've never heard of before. But when I saw the eight points, I was like, yeah, that's me. I've been in a lot of that. And so basically, I was in banking for 10 years. I... I never thought I was a banker, and even till today, I still don't believe I was a banker, but I really was. I worked in international trade, and when I first got into the bank, it was a testimony. I didn't apply for any job. Even when the person offered me something, I was like, God, you know, Lord, this is not what I think I'm supposed to be doing. And a year and a half in, there was a ministry there, Christians in the bank. And um, it was basically turning to desert land, wasteland. It had been running for nearly 30-something years. And I felt so excited that there was a Christian ministry in my organization because I tried to launch one in my previous one, and there was so much hostility. So when I went there, and it it was just so cold. I said, Holy Spirit, I'm not doing that again on a lunchtime. No way. Like, no way. Unless you really want me to go there, I'm not going to do it. And he was like, go back. So when I went back, I said, well, if I'm going to go back, I want a word from there because I can't waste time like this. I'm trying to make ends meet and, you know, do this stuff here. So I went back and the word from the same cold places was the specific solution to a work problem I had had at that time. And that was it. The connection had been formed. So now 10 years later, we have been all over the world, ministries all over the bank, so much prayer, so much worship, so many people coming to know the Lord, so many people realizing that you can be a banker and have integrity and all these amazing things. And I never left banking because I thought that's what I was called to do, just this ministry. And my work was like on the side, you know, it was like this thing I did on the side. But I then had God open up doors for me to work in different places and actually to move into the technology space whilst being a banker. And I again thought, what am I doing in this random new thing, Lord, that you put me in? I didn't feel qualified. I never feel qualified for things, but he always makes them work out. So um, I think that's called imposter syndrome, by the way. So um, I eventually did this thing and I felt like God was stirring me and moving. And that's why your liminal series is, is, was really resonating because what he was doing was so opposite to what I thought I was trained to do. I thought I'd stay there, do the Christian ministry, stick to this thing that I'd learned how to do. And that was it. So as I started to be open to the Lord and see he was doing the work, I was open to more learning, open to meeting new colleagues. In that, I met a lady, she had been believing, no, not believing the Lord, she wasn't Christian, she didn't believe anything. 
Perfect. <laughs> so anyway, I started praying with a girl about her um, having a child. She was a colleague. It was all so random. I finished the work that I was doing and came back to the UK and felt I'm in the wrong job now. The bank no longer feels like home. And God started giving me opportunities to interview, which I hadn't done for 10 years. Things got terrible in the workplace. And that's why I think when there's a change coming, things get really crazy. It got awful in the workplace. And then I got a call that was again linked to this technology. Again, didn't feel so qualified. God took me through what I've now learned was the hardest process to move from banking into tech. He's he has opened that door and I've started working this phenomenal new role. I left banking, but when I looked at all of the people that God has caused to come across my path, it was like when you hand over a baton of ministry. So there are all these bankers now that are doing huge events. And I just want to point to Andrew and Jonathan, who are the ones who invited me today, because they came into our organization as a kind of my goodbye to do a phenomenal event that reached 160 people. And I know that that's how God does legacy. So me thinking this Christian ministry that I don't know how I'm a part of. Yeah, yeah, it was just, I just want to thank God for that and what he's done and this new job and the transition and just bringing me here today to get confirmation that I'm in the right place. Amen. So yeah, thanks. And I encourage everyone, go for it because oh. God's doing stuff. Oh, Joy, you, thank you so much. Bless you. And welcome as well. You know, some people you can just listen to all day, but we really do want to get through these testimonies before we go. Hey! And one more thing. And one more thing. Yeah, I love that. No context. <laughs> just, my friend's pregnant. Morning, everyone. I'm Oye. So a couple of weeks before Christmas, I think Sunday the 12th to be precise, there was a word that came through after the service about a woman that had a lump in a on her right armpit, very precise, because um, the week before I'd gone to see my GP because I had a growth on my um, right armpit and I had an appointment the coming week in the hospital. I just want to thank God because we got to the hospital. I thought it was going to be an ultrascan uh, only, but the lady said, my GP had said, I think it's a cyst, but because of what it is, I have to send you through. So we got there and it wasn't a cyst and it was a lump. The lady said to me, I think it's okay, but we have to do a biopsy immediately. And I want to thank God the results came and everything is fine. It's all clear. It's not hey, cancer. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you, God. Oh, amazing. Bless you. Come on up. Come on up, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, my name is Othniel Donat, and um, I've been in this church about eight years. Um, I came to this church by recommendation by, uh, from a pastor in Dudley. And, um, but he, whenever I want to go to a church, I don't just go in. I just uh, I said, if God is love, then I, if I go into a place, if I don't see love there, God is not there. And so that's, and this is not the first church I came to when they made the recommendation to me. I went to other places before I came here. So when I came here, I saw love, and that's why I stayed up to today. Uh, my testimony is this. I, I came from a background where there is a lot of, you know, fear, fear, lack, worry. So I have this uh, problem with uh, fear of lack. Um, before the lockdown, I was, I was working in Germany. Uh, so, but I got locked down in the UK and I couldn't go back to Germany. So the contract ended. And I was really, okay, how am I gonna, how am I gonna get another job? You know, in, actually in the middle of the lockdown. But to God's glory, I got, I got a job, you know, just about three months later. But again, the problem is that I still have this fear, you know, this fear, but in the, in the lockdown, I had this uh, revelation of, you know, family. Because I didn't have that good revelation of the importance of family. But 
So I got locked down in the UK. And um, after some months, I got this, this job in, the, uh, in, in London. But again, the contract finished. It finished in December, on t- December 31st. And I was thinking, oh God, I mean, how, what, what, what am I going, where am I going to get another job? It's still, that fear of lack is still, you know, prevalent. But to God's glory, you know, with, uh, with the revelation that is coming, you know, through ministry and through uh, the word of God uh, today, that fear has left me. Wow. I don't have that, the fear of lack anymore. And, um, and between, you know, before the contract, actually before the contract finished, I, I was thinking, I mean, where am I going to get, especially because in the lockdown, to get a, a job, you know, the kind of job that I was looking for is, uh, is one that I would like to work from home. I said I was not going to do any uh, traveling again, but to God's glory, I got a job with AstraZeneca. So I'm, wow. I'm there tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Arsenal. Thank you. Okay, we Paul, would love to hear from every single one of you. So can I ask you to go 30 seconds, 60 seconds max, 30 seconds. You I can do it, Paul. Then I'll start seconds. wrestling you off the stage. <laughs> go for it, Paul. Thank you. No worries. Uh, yeah, so my testimony is not as brilliant as everyone else's, but um, it's, it's just <laughs> a revelation for me this morning was I'm actually in a liminal space. That's today. But my testimony is about prayer and how dangerous it is. So back sort of... Up until, up until 2020, I was in full-time employment for about, well, that's 40 years of virtually non-stop work. Um, 2019 was pretty horrible. Um, we knew the sword of Damocles was hanging over our department. Um, early 2020, long before COVID hit, we knew we were going to, some of us going to be made redundant, and I was told I was going to be made redundant. Um, so fought that because if you fight it, you get a few more months' pay. <laughs> um, at the same time, um, my stepmom passed away, and that allowed me and my sister access to our inheritance. So, I my prayer had been rather dangerously for almost ritualistically. Um, what, let me remember. Sorry, here we go. Um, four things: protection, obvious; provision, pretty obvious position and God gave me the word providence so I've been praying that for a long long time on and off um, and that's what God's done I can see now that what's God you know God has given me position the position that, that I you know I'm in now is unemployed but it's where he wants me to be um, so my testimony is you know 29 2020 was pretty horrible we got COVID long before vaccinations um, Daughter, A-levels, had all the kerfuffle with, is she going to get to the right university? Um, but all through that, God was faithful, and I had peace. And that song said, he brought me out of darkness, and he gave me peace. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Come on up. Good. Bless you, guys. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Hiya. My name is Henrietta. And I started coming here just before the lockdown. And I really felt that this message, the liminal space, was for me. In fact, I came down last week to tell you after the service, but you were busy and people wanted you, so in the end I left. And I want to testify, because you also spoke last week about somebody with a gland um, that was painful, and that was me. And this all started in 2020 when... I felt the Lord led me to set up, well, diversify my business into a new area. And I didn't want to do it, but I felt such a strong impression 
and I couldn't get, shake it off until I did it. But then everything didn't go the way I thought it would. I was throwing money at this, it wasn't going anywhere. And in October last year, we then started to go through a transition. And in January, it came to a head. I felt as if everything was crumbling around me. And I think I came to you for prayer, for kind of peace in my business and just, you know, to move things forward. And on the 13th, I was so stressed. Stress is bad. It was really bad. And I think that was what led to the land. I was so stressed that I went under my covers and I just cried. I said, Lord, I don't know what's going on. And by the 15th, things turned around. And we're coming out of the liminal space filled with hope. But you know what? Last night, I had a dream. And I still don't know what this means. But in that dream, it was about the liminal space. I was in a classroom and we had um, a lecturer or somebody who was teaching us and talking about the liminal space. So I then said, so what happens to children when they're going through that liminal space and the impact on them when they come out? What happens? So now this lecturer then invited me and said, we've got a space for you to come and do research on the liminal space. So I don't know what that means, but... (laughs) So maybe something might happen with the liminal space, but I'm really grateful for this message. It was for me. Thank you. Thank you. Last two... And then we're going to get the worship and we'll just respond. So over to you, Louis. Cheers. I know what a liminal is. I'm a, I'm a building surveyor. So, <laughs> so I know what that fresh, it, it resonates with me. Uh, bless you all. It's good to be here. Um, at the beginning of the year, I usually have 12-step plan to what I'm doing for the year. It didn't happen this year. There were three things I focused on. Essentially, focusing on Jesus and his habits. Secondly, slowing down, being less hurried. Just being slow. And now there is strength in existing relationships. As soon as I wrote that down, my friend Giovanni called me up in church. And we had a good discussion. And from that, we said, let's meet up. We've met most Fridays this month. Food, Italian people, amazing. <laughs> Food, good company, prayer, seeking his face. And I can tell you just from the last couple of weeks, how healing has taken place amongst us for health benefits, health issues. The dream world has changed. We're all dreaming He's given us things and people to pray for and things to do. We're seeing the word come alive in front of us. My encouragement to you and as a church is that we get back to that place of seeking his face. The the connect groups is everything. But what's so important is that if you're not in the connect group, get with somebody who's like-minded. Pray, seek his face. Don't come with just any agenda. Just come to seek his face because he is working. He is stirring us up. In prayer, something happens. He doesn't just speak from where we are. He speaks from the past. And he speaks from the place where we're going to, calling us into it. Three in one. As we come together, I'm telling you, this year is an amazing time to be alive and a part of this church. But get to... Don't say that. Get together. My encouragement is to get together, be together, seek his face. He will work for you. Bless you guys. Amen, man. Hey. Hey, come on up. I was really hoping to say, no, there's no more time. <laughs> I really fight that on my seat to come over. Um, I'll be quick, I promise. Um, I will give you a testament uh, to encourage, not just a little bit, but a lot, awesome. um, in two things. One thing in the past, um, I have a lot of experience with God because I ask a lot. <laughs> so if you want experience with God, ask. So um, I, um, in the past, I never thought I was driving. Like I never seen myself a 
driving person. Like, I'm, I'm not going to drive at all. Um, and I'm from Brazil, by the way. And in Brazil, um, when I was doing the test, I'm like, I can't do this. I'm, I'm not going to pass. And the, the instructor, uh, he he teach me everything. He didn't exam, the examiner, sorry. He didn't exam, he actually taught me everything. He said, just do this, just calm, just breathe and do that and do this and the other. So I passed my test, yeah, um, but I thought it was a joke. I said, no, he's, now he's going to say, now we're going to do the test. And he actually said, you passed. I said, well, um, maybe God wants you to give me a driving license just because I spent a lot of money on it, um, but I shouldn't drive. So... Um, um, it was just time to come to England, so I came to England a um, few years after. I'm just resuming, being very quick about it, um, with no details. But um, so when it was time to get my driver license here, I said, "Well, I'm going to get my driver license." Oh my god! Um, but I'm not going to drive, so I'm just going to get the driver license. Um, starting um, having lessons, and my husband said, "Oh, how many lessons did you have?" And I said, uh, "48 lessons." And he said, "48 lessons!" And I'm like, "God knows he doesn't know he's 72." So <laughs> I, I said to him after, Is this, this confessional testimony? Could, yeah, no, he, he does know it. Uh, because I wasn't feeling confident about it. I thought, I, this is not for me. Um, and I pray and I done a test with, with God. I said, okay, fine. If it is for me, if I'm supposed to drive, if I'm not going to kill anyone, um, then my first car has to be a red mini. And I told my husband that. I said, my first car has to be a red mini. And he's like, yeah, we're yeah gonna... sorry. And he said, okay, fine. Um, but um, I can't find the red mini for the price that we have. I said, don't worry, then we're not going to have it. It has to be a red mini. Um, so he went to um, his um, car to put to repair. And the guy said, I have a car to, to sell. And he said, oh, unfortunately, we looked everywhere. My, my wife just won one specific car. And I just give up on it. And um, he said, well, just have a look, just in case. He went there. Guess what it is? It's a red mini. A red mini. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. And he said, oh, but, you know, um, sorry, okay. how much it yeah, is? Because we have just that kind of money. And he said, that money was exactly what we had. Oh, amazing. So I just want to encourage you, if you want something, pray and ask. God will give it to you. Oh, wonderful. I've got a couple online, Rich. Have you got time? Yeah, let's just quickly share the ones online and then we'll pray and do you want to watch? Yes, yeah, so a couple of yeah, couple on uh, come through online. So, um, sorry, I've had it all this time. So, Tossin, hey, after five years of studying, I finally passed my ACCA exams, accounting qualifications. It's been a long and painful journey, but God has been faithful through it all. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And Rebecca, the last one. I won't go into details here as it's a book. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, but in the liminal space... Um, of my last year, God sent me to St. Albans via online because I'm in Berlin. And service after service, speaker after speaker has spoken into what God was doing. Even a service I thought couldn't possibly have something to say to me had me on my knees crying. God set this up 20 years ago because I was at a Langley vineyard in Canada. Um, so it was a vineyard that I searched for. So God's plan spans across oceans. And it's incredible to see those fingerprints of his setting things up from decades back. Amen. Amazing. Can I just say a huge thank you to everyone who came up and shared. Um, the encouragement is clearly that God is on the move, but also let's do this together. Let's get into these connect groups. Let's get around other people. Let's pray together. And indeed, we have a prayer team after the service. We have a prayer team online.